good morning, friends, and welcome, or good day. Welcome to Thursday, December the 16th, and today's episode of Enough for Today. We get to start a new psalm today, and this is not this is one we haven't explored. And as I've been telling you, up to Christmas, and maybe shortly thereafter, we will be looking at Messianic psalms, psalms that point directly in some way to Jesus, that prophesy or predict or promise either his incarnation or his life or his ultimate reign. And today is a psalm about a perfect king. And this really ties in with what we studied last week, Psalm 132, as well as what we've been studying on Sunday mornings in the Christmas oracles um, from Isaiah 9 and 11 and what, what's coming up this weekend. So I'm excited about this psalm. All we'll do really is a flyby today and just read the whole thing and get our hearts thinking and meditating and immersing in these things. And thank you for joining me. Thanks for taking this journey with me on Enough for Today. We're taking our days one at a time and our troubles one day at a time. And we're trusting that God's grace and strength and hope is enough for today. And so wherever this uh, short devotion finds you, thanks for joining me. Pass it along to a friend, share it, tell somebody else about it, and invite them to slow walk through Psalms with us. Psalm 72 is our is our place to land today and for the coming week or so. Psalm 72. So open your Bible or open your Bible app and join me there. And this says it's a psalm for Solomon. The implication would be that this is maybe a prayer that David wrote for his son, Solomon, who would be the king. Now you're going to see that this is clearly a prayer about a perfect king, okay? So it might have been a prayer for Solomon, but he failed it royally, no pun intended. He failed it in a colossal way. Um, And yet it is a psalm, no doubt, that points to the messianic kingdom, uh, the kingdom of Messiah, and that is the kingdom of Jesus. And that is what we celebrate at Christmas. I guess one of the big takeaways that we're learning in, these, in this sermon series, as well as in this devotional series, is that Christmas is about much more than the birth of Jesus. It is about the fulfillment of God's ancient promises. It is about the unfolding timeline of God's redemptive plan for time and space and for the world. And it is about his promise of, of the reign of King Jesus. He's born as a baby. He lives a perfectly sinless life to go to the cross, to die for us, to suffer in our place for our sins, to defeat death. And then he ascended, and he is in this era building a kingdom in your life and in my life and in our hearts and through the hearts of one believer at a time. We call this an age of grace or an age of mercy. Salvation's always been by grace and mercy, but we're in this in-between time between the atonement of sin that Jesus did on the cross and the, uh, the consummation of his kingdom, where he will reign physically and where we will be a part of that new creation. And so, so many of the scripture promises that have to do with Messiah have to do with the coming kingdom. And it's that that we hope for and we wait for. And that's the theme of today's psalm. So with that groundwork laid, Let's dive into the dream, okay? You've got dreams, I've got dreams, but none of our dreams can trump this dream, this this reality, this eventual, ultimate reality of God. So, God inspires David in a moment of prayer for his son 
but in a much greater picture, a moment of really pointing to the kingdom of Messiah. And here's what the psalm says. Follow along with me. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish an abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river unto the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. He shall spare the poor and needy, and shall save the souls of the needy. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence, and precious shall their blood be in his sight. And he shall live, and to him shall be given of the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. There shall be an handful of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains, and the fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Now, I got to tell you, as we read this psalm, there's a lot in this psalm that points us to Jesus very clearly, very obviously, and very hopefully, okay? Uh, All nations shall call him blessed. His name shall endure forever, okay? I don't want to dive into it too deeply. It's obviously pointing to Jesus. But I got to tell you, on the other hand, there's a lot of phraseology in this psalm that are, at first glance, perplexing to me. Uh, You know, what does it mean, for instance, when I'm backing up here, um, there shall be a handful of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains. I tell you right now, I have no earthly idea what that means, but by the time we're done with the psalm, I will and you will too. Um, There's some phraseology, there's some metaphor, there's some figurative significance there that David and that ancient God worshipers of Israel, as they sang this song and prayed this prayer, 
it would have been deeply meaningful to them. So we're going to mine out, we're going to go into this and we're going to dig out these treasures together and discover uh, what this is all about. But I want to leave it here for today. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. Now we'll unpack that when we get to it. But my friend, we celebrate at this time of year a wonderful king who is doing, even right now, wonderful things all around us. And with eternal scope, he is doing wonderful things. So hope in that, meditate on that today. Look around for the wonderful hand of God at work in your life. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.